Welcome to Working Towards Our Purpose, a podcast that offers a different perspective on what a job can be. For everyone out there that's heard that voice in the back of their head asking for something more, it's time to listen to it. I'm your host, Gino, and join me as I interview people who have decided to work in their own purpose. Together, we will learn, become inspired, and hopefully find our own path towards working in our purpose. Joining me today is Dimitri Kotman, who is founder and owner of Zenith Point Candle, where he handcrafts candles, body butters, and room sprays for self-care and relaxation. Dimitri, thank you for being here. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you for having me, Gino. I am doing great, a little everywhere, but hey, I guess that's the life of an entrepreneur. <laughs> certainly, certainly. <laughs> Juggling all the hats. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to have you here. And I uh, just want to kind of start by getting to know you a little bit more and like ask you about your growing up and like, you know, where you grew up, what kind of schooling you went to and that sort of thing and whatever you feel comfortable sharing. All right, no problem. Well, hello, everyone. Like you said, I'm Dimitri. I am 31 years old, turning 32 in April. So Me too. Uh, really? Yeah. In April? <laughs> mm-hmm. April what? 16th. Oh, nice. All right. You're just a little bit older. I'm the 21st. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. So, you know, I went to elementary school in New Haven. Actually, that's where I was born and raised. Um, born at Yale, lived on Sylvan Avenue. So it's like the heart of basically New Haven at that time. I went to Vincent Morrow, which is no longer there. It's like Sheridan Morrow now. Some or some they combine like two schools together. Like that's what they do nowadays. I grew up like excellent grades. Um, my parents really enforced that in me. Like education is going to be the best thing for you growing up in this kind of world. And you just want to go to school, get the best grades that you can. And that's about it. I grew up in a like sheltered home. It was home school, homeschool, church, homeschool, church. (laughs) And um, that's another part of my life. It was a lot of Pentecostal church, basically almost every day of the week. Yes, I did enjoy it. I felt forced at first, but I kind of like grew into it in a way. Mm -hmm. And um, then I went to Worthington Hooker for middle school. It's a small school. I don't even know. Oh, it's still around. It's just like on Whitney Ave and they have like this huge grandiosis type like building. Nothing what I went through. I was just like, it was an old church and they just like rented it out next door. And there, that's where I kind of like struggled with, you know, like most kids growing up in middle school, trying to figure out who you are without people telling you who you are really and then you're like all right am i this am i that and you're still trying to figure out everything like i said life um right after that i got a full ride of scholarship academic scholarship to notre dame in west haven i'm still living in new haven at that point and it was a like a good family and community came together for me in a way. The schools, the principals, social workers, everybody wrote me like very kind recommendation letters, knowing that I would not be able to afford to go to Notre Dame at that time. You know, like it was a tuition, private school, Catholic, and then cost some, cost a little money. 
to go. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I was excited to at least receive the academic scholarship. I did not want to go to an all boys school whatsoever. That was not the cool thing to do. That was not my plan. I wanted to, you know, follow my friends and do art school. And hey, that's just how my cards fell. And it was one of the best things that I could have done in my growing up time was going to Notre Dame. They introduced me to so many situations that I would have not been in in a regular public school. The education was great. Oh, man, it was brutal, (laughs) brutal. And um, like it was a college preparatory school. So they really wanted to make sure that you're, you know, ready for college. So it was college work. Like I said, it was tough. But I made it through. In the end, it's literally everything that comes up in a lot of conversations. Oh, where'd you go to high school? Notre Dame. Oh, really? Did you do this? Did you do that? Do you know so-and-so? The college that I went to, Albertus, most of my teachers ended up being from Notre Dame and um, a lot of the um, advisors. And I was like, wow, like we are everywhere. So, you know, keep my best foot forward. Keep trying to do well because you never know who's watching those NDIs. (laughs) (laughs) I went to college. I went to Southern right away because, you know, college preparatory. You got to go straight to college. Unfortunately, I was not matured enough to be in a school by myself, you know, coming from a sheltered life and having total freedom. It was a... Let's just say I had a great time and <laughs> stuff going, needed to get to work. I actually just recently finished all my classes at Albertus. Magnus Haven. Thank you. Thank you for a bachelor's in computer information systems. It's something that, I don't know, it was kind of always dear to my heart, just like anything software, computer, electronics. I was the one that would take apart my computer and try to put it back together, (laughs) (laughs) replacing motherboards and just digging in there and learning as I went. So I was like, hey, let me get a little education background in that. Um, You know, I had went to school for psychology, sociology, and early childhood education. So I'm like, I was in a mix of everywhere. And I was like, let me just get in a place where I know that I will be happy and something that's still going to be able a great flourishing career. IT, communications, all of that is becoming the world that we're in. AI, like that is something that wasn't around, you know, a couple of years ago. And here we are full blast into it. Yeah, there's still like a lot of policies that has to be dealt with, but it's the wave of the future. And like, I want to be able to fix anything. Um, I had like a little web design class, which I really enjoyed. I was able to incorporate that into my business. Hmm. But yeah, hey, that's my greatest achievement so far. I am done with this degree. (laughs) (laughs) Going to keep going for something else. Now I'm really into nursing. So my ideal was to go into healthcare technology where Hmm. I can build these instruments and have recommendations for even their softwares and teach these softwares and be able to evolve and progress in this healthcare technology world as well. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. That's my background, dude. Like it's, it's everywhere, but I'm here. Still young guy, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think it's super important to like try a bunch of different things and figure out, you know, what it is that you like. So it's, it's awesome that you have tried different things and kind of trying to meld maybe two different worlds into like a future path. I think that's, that's, um, yeah. you know, nice that you can use different areas of, of things that you like. So, um, what do you like currently you said you, do you do some nursing now? Is that, um, something that you like did while you were going to school? I did private pay nursing. So I was able to get hired through a company with no like nursing background or even really experience, no degree training. And they gave me training and I was able to do it for this one person. And growing up, I grew up like with my grandparents and my great grandparents. So it kind of came natural for me to be able to wanting to take care of somebody and be able to try to heal them. And my mom's a great little self-prescribed doctor or the way she's like honey it's this and most of the time it is that and <laughs> from like with her experience selling me I, I kind of grew on me in a way mm. so after that I was like all right maybe I do want to go into healthcare. it was just the nursing part of it and timing just never really worked out but I'm in a great place where I could have a degree now I don't have to do these little steps before I, there's bridges just for that and that's something that I can still, you know, jump into my partner right now. He's a, I don't want to say a retired nurse. He nursing from over 20 years and went into like another field of nursing, which is the case management field, getting people out of the hospital, making sure that they're safe discharges. And with our, like our relationship now, I still want to go into something like that. And it's, you know, exciting and scary at the same time, but I just want to be able to, in the end, heal the world. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, I appreciate that. Um, so, so when did the business start? Um, when did you start your business and when did the idea come from? And, you know, tell us about that. All right, no problem. So Zenith Point started in literally 2020 right in the beginning of the covid era like most businesses people got laid off and wanting to put their energy into something creative and me as already creative background as long with um like i got into art so i was drawing painting sewing crocheting even playing around with like making candles so this all started by my partner, Scott, really, he gave me the idea that I was just making candles. And he was like, um, this is a great candle. And I think other people will like it, too. You should just see, just put stuff out there and see what people think about it. This could be a way for you to have an income and to be able to be your own boss. And I was like, you know what? That's great because I got laid off. I was working at a nursing home as a um, admissions coordinator and most right in the beginning got laid off and still needed to make an income. And I was like, now's the perfect time to do anything that I want to do, which was <laughs> school. And now try to make a business. I started by making candles, bath soaks and whipped body butter. This product, I was able to make little sets and give them to my partner because he worked in a hospital still at this time. And it was geared towards nursing. You were beat up and you needed to be able to relax at home. So I wanted to give you that spa quality, self-care essential line. And 
try to make it as easy as for, you know, people in healthcare after their long shifts. And let's say they loved it. They loved it just as my partner did. And they were like, oh my gosh, we want more. We're willing to pay for these. And now, like, I was just giving them away. Like, oh, this is a fun uh, hobby. Like, and they was like, all right, how much do you want for this? Like, selling something that I made as, you know, even though Scott was saying, oh, that's my partner and Scott, he was saying that this should be a business. And I'm like, "Eh, it's still a hobby. Like, I'm going to have fun with it. It's in a saturated market. Everyone started wanting to make candles at home because it was, you know, easy and beautiful. You were able to enjoy it after. And literally from there, they were like, like I said, they wanted to buy them. I gave them a price. They started sending me money. I started making more and more sets. And they were buying them as gifts, buying them for their bosses, daughters, Tons, everyone just started zooming in. Yes, we want some of your stuff. Dimitri, we love you. So obviously your stuff is going to be great, even though we heard great news about it. We're still going to try it out. And here we are today. I was like, Zenith Point. Zenith Point means the highest celestials point in like space, or it means the most successful point of time. And from that, I was like, this is going to be my success. I've always felt like I had like a background of not bad karma, just nothing was working how I needed it to be. Each little step was taking me two steps back and I could never get to that next step forward. And with this business, I was able to mentally put myself in a new place, physically put myself in a new place and financially put myself into something that I wanted to continue doing. From there, I was like, hey, let's do this. I got my LLC. I got my EIN. I was like, what's next? What how what else can I do to make this a legit business? I was always worried about taxes, but hey, I was like, worry about that down the line, Dimitri. You just want to get something on the books and try to make this, you know, flourish, actually become one of those household names products you know i want to be up there with yankee candle and gooseneck like these are great places and with that hey here i am i added more products to the line i added a room spray bath soaks i'm working on a face toner i did incense and basically everything that i needed to make it a self-care line self-care became you know very popular no one was oh self-care that's a thing thing now yes it's always been a thing and that's what i was doing during when i got laid off before starting the business everyone got into the depression i had a little slip depression and the best way to get out of it for me was self-care yes taking baths showers moisturizing my body healing my body from the inside out Um, I don't want to see dry patches. I'm trying to heal myself first. And if it's healing me, it's obviously going to heal everyone else. And, you know, like I said, here I am still at it three years or four years now, four years Mm -hmm. later and three stores so far. I'm in Avant-Garde and Brantford, Stony Creek Depot in Brantford, Grisha's Gifts in Brantford. And actually, Anna V Salon in Wallingford, so that makes four. Working on more locations as we speak. I have a website now that 
was not there for like the first two years of the business. It was all word of mouth. And that's how I was still going, word of mouth. And people are reaching out to me. Hey, we want to try your product. I have VNA Community Central. Well, if they're like do hospice care and they come out to your homes and do the nursing at the home or even in the skilled nursing facility, I've done Mother's Day presents for them. I've done nursing week gifts for them. And that's the most exciting part is being able to create something that's going to make someone else happy just as it makes me and my partners and everyone else happy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I love when people have you know, products or even all the whole business designed around something that they just did like, you know, for themselves or as a hobby. And then everybody comes to you and you're like, oh, I can, I can charge from this. I thought that was funny that you, you didn't even expect to like to get paid for it. So what was that like to like have to then put a price on something that like you didn't even really expect to get? Was that difficult? Very difficult. It's like, how do you put a price on something that you're just had fun making? It was like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? My partner, Scott, stepped in. It's like, you got to break it down. You got to do this, do this, do this. And then, hey, that's going to be your price point. And he was like, don't forget the time that you put into this. You're sourcing. And I came up with, or it came out to be $12 for my first candle. It was a 10-ounce soy candle, like still making the soy candles. $12 just for the candle. For a set, it was $25. I wanted to be able to make it affordable something that I could be able to afford without having a grandiose income, something like super pricey, like the certain candles paying $30 a candle or even being a $10 candle, but not having that quality to it. It still had, you know, a lot of love and quality in my products. So I was like, can't make it too expensive. Can't make it too cheap because then people are like, why is it so cheap? But hey, no, I got there $12 for the first candle. Currently, I am at $16.95, which is a big jump. But with that jump, I have a whole new candle vessel. It's very sleek, masculine and feminine at the same time and can fit in everyone's space. And it's a great just like decor in a way. And I was like, I have to have something that still looks nice on the shelf. Yes, it's great quality but it has to blend in or stand out however you need it to be. I worked with 420 Custom Supply. They made my original logo, which is still the original logo, and all my labels for all the 16 cents that I had at that time. And like I said, $16.95, you're going to get one of the best candles that you receive. Soy candles, that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can attest to that. You have this sent uh, Moroccan cashmere. That's just like amazing. The first time I met you, that was the candle that I bought. Yes. And then the second time I saw you, I bought the body butter and the scent is just like so amazing. I need to get some more from you because it smells so good. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> How do you come up with the scents? And like, you know, is that like a, a, I imagine like a long process to try to like get them right and tweak them and stuff. So with me, I ended up working with a, another company that actually makes the scents. What I was able to do was just kind of choose what I wanted to be in my line. And I was thinking, all right, it's a self-care. I need something relaxing. White Sage and Lavender was my first scent that I've chosen. Worked with that one for like a good month. So everyone really got to know that scent. And I was, everyone loves lavender. Lavender is calming, relaxing, smells great. The White Sage along with it just gave it an extra boost. 
And like with that, hey, I was able to come up with so many more different ideas that I wanted to have with my line. It became, all right, not just a self-care. Like this is still, I'm making just candles as well. I have a spring line. I have a summer line, which is fun, fruity scents. I have the fall line. That's when you came into the Moroccan cashmere because I try to keep it seasonal. So the Moroccan cashmere. And then now I have a winter line and it's just slowly going, adding more and more and more. I'm actually starting also a men's line. So it's dedicated to men. It's, you know, stronger scents, uh, more muskier, vanilla, let's say, you know, all of the things that you're wanting your room or your office to smell like as a man, you wanted to be like, all right, this is really nice. It smells good in here, clean and strong, actually. <laughs> so I just created a Cuban tobacco candle, which is going to be named Havana. And I believe you're going to love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will. <laughs> All your stuff smells really good. And uh, yeah, definitely. If if people haven't checked them out, they should. So talk to me about the collab program that you were a part of. Um, I know that collab is like a local New Haven organization that helps businesses grow. So what was that process like for you and, and how has it helped your business? Well, collab was a great foundation for my business and be trying to accelerate my entrepreneurship. I was on Instagram and saw like one of their graduating classes from the spring and it was the empanada girl um madeline now um, she has a shop yeah do you know it i know her yeah her name's not madeline i'm trying to remember her name but it's yeah, yeah she has the empanada shop and she's got like other businesses too she's she's awesome yeah so i saw her and that really that was my inspiration and my encouragement to apply for the program i was like hey i already done one which was the I've squared at the live Yale New Haven library. It was, that was my first one gave me like, you know, my foundation for my LLC, how to run a business. And with collab, I was thinking, how can I take this to the next level with that background experience already? How can I make this an even better business? And with that, they were able to help me with my pitch. That pitch, it was the death of me. But yes, it was so exciting making it, but so nerve wracking. It's just like, how can I convince somebody to buy my product when so far it's been word of mouth and it kind of just sells on its own in a way, which is great and easy. But when you have to put it out there and you really got to sell it, this is my wantings. This is what I need. This is the capital that I'm looking for. And with that, that gave me all the knowledge that I needed to be able to, if I wanted to partner with somebody, let's say reach out into the community, they gave me goals on to basically clear out my stock, my inventory. I, that was one of my issues. I was like, I, I'm keep making candles, but like I said, I was doing them seasonally. So I'm left with some back stock and it was like, hey, get rid of what you have and let's kind of not start fresh, but start off with a clean sheet. Let's see exactly how much you're bringing in. Let's see how much is going out, actually. And it was a great group of entrepreneurs. We are still in communication today in our little Instagram chat. Shout out to you guys. I was not able to technically graduate from the program or like do my pitch because I had a death in the family at that time. But they were still very along with me and gave me all the you know encouragement and confidence that I needed to still continue my business because it was, you know, with life happening 
all kinds of ways. It's like, all right, my business still has to be a business and it can't be pushed on a back burner. So they allowed me to even create a schedule certain days. You go in and you do everything that you can with your business. Let's try not to, oh, a little something here, a little something here, complete a project, complete an idea. They help me with my social networking, how to post certain things, when to post, what's going to capture the audience, and how to receive great feedback from your target audience, which is another thing that we had to figure out who is our target, who are we aiming to sell this to? And like, you know, most business like, hey, you know, it's for everyone. Anyone can do this. Anyone can buy it. It works, but not in most cases. You have to target a place and then it will slowly make its way to wherever you need it to be. Like I was saying, Collab was great foundation for this business. It kept me on my feet and it's still keeping me on my feet. I'm still doing everything that I was doing during the program. I was in school during the program at the same time. So I was working full-time, school full-time, and doing the program during the week. So it was busy, but hey, it was able to help me manage everything in my life. Yeah, that sounds like a lot going on at once and a lot to balance and, and manage. Um, but I did want to touch on like the, the community piece of Collab because I think that's like a, a huge piece of not only like the education that they teach you, but then also the cohort that you're with and, and the other people that are kind of doing the same thing as you. How important has community been to you in your business? And I, I imagine all areas of your life, you know, we talked about church earlier and that's a big community. How has community helped you? Community has been my foundation and life. It's like we stated going from church, I'm surrounded by a community of like-minded people that wants the best for you and trying to get you to that place as well. With that, I've, <laughs> my grandpa, he is a, or he was, he was like a supervisor maintenance of a homeless shelter in New Haven. That's where I got a lot of my wanting to serve the community from was just being right by his side and meeting all these families. Like we were able to literally have these kind of meetings with these people and emotionally connect with them and to let them know, like, this isn't the end. It's kind of the beginning. Yes, we all fall, but there's always going to be somebody, the community that should be there to be able to help lift you back up. I done so much community service growing up, just naturally. I was in the food banks, soup kitchens. This was all before it was mandatory for me in high school because each year you had to complete a certain amount of volunteer hours in different kind of places. So I'm like, hey, I'm already used to this. This is fun for me. Like, yes, all right, I'm going to go, I want to volunteer here. So that opened me up to a lot more you know, situations and people, personalities, and how can I find a way to uplift your day in a way? Like, I'm a kid. I can't give you the things that you need, like the money or even the home, but I'm going to try to put a smile on your face. I'm going to help you stop the crying and feeling worried about everything. Because me as a kid, I I saw it all. And, you know, and these being inside the homeless shelter with my grandpa, they gave him a place to stay in there so that, you know, he can always be on point. And like I said, I basically grew up with them. So I lived there with them. So I could say I grew up in a homeless shelter. 
but I had a little home in there and a community family surrounding me with collab. I love the ending pitch, um, the big kind of party thing that we had together. They invited everyone from the community to come out to even just ask questions, people that wanted to support us and wanted to know more about these local businesses, because that's what it's all about. We got to keep this word of mouth. And that's what the community is all about. We're going to continually talking about what's great, what's going to be the next best thing. How can we make something better? And, you know, if somebody's talking about Zenith Point, hey, this person right here, he has great self-care products. It's going to circle the community. And just like how it happened in the hospital setting with the products in the beginning, word of mouth, it was just that community wanting to support me. And here I am now, you know, further in my entrepreneurship, and I'm still depending on the community to keep me up because that's, you know, that's it's you guys that's keeping us going. We want to continue to bring out more stuff for you. We want the feedback, good or bad. Like there's no such thing as bad feedback. I'll say that. It's just great criticism to help some make something better for, you know, yourself and for the next person. I hope that answered the question. <laughs> yeah, it did. Okay. For sure. No, it did. And something that I like picked up too was when you were talking about like being a kid and only being able to like, you know, try to bring joy to people because that was all that you could offer. That's definitely something that I noticed as you vend. Like the first time I talked to you, you like you were making me laugh and you were making me, you know, me comfortable and talking to you. And that's like, you know, I guess you could say a transferable skill or something that you take with you. Um, was it difficult for you to like first start vending your product? Cause it's, it's kind of two different things, like making it's one thing, but then like selling it to people could be, you know, super intimidating. At least it would be for me. <laughs> oh man, it was, it, I was so nervous for my first show. My first show was, um, in New Haven. It was like a sip and shop type of thing. And I, my partner, was working with somebody who also had a business who was running these kind of events. It was like, have him come down. Let's see what he could do. Let's see, you know, try to get him some sales and get his name out there a little bit more. So nervous. <laughs> you know, I was so nervous, like making the product. I stayed up all night making everything and literally could not sleep because of the nerves. I was like, what am I going to say? How is this going to go? I don't sell products. I'm not a, like a salesman, but my partner just reinforced it in me. Dimitri, you're a people's person. You use your your talent, your personality, and just literally let that shine. Try not to think about it too much. Make sure you state your name and your business and why you're doing this. That was the best advice that he could give me. I literally just went out there, pure smiles. Hey, like <laughs> you met me. It's just all smiles straight from the beginning. They say that it's a little infectious if a person is not, you know, looking blah, blah, blah. Like, this is my business, blah, blah, blah. You're going to be like, all right, next. Like, you didn't attract me. I had no feeling, no connection with that. So I'm wanting to make a connection. And like I said, I was kind of a people's person already. I was just able to communicate and the short conversations. It's not about just the weather. Try to have an in-depth really conscious conversation about what's going on. And it's not just about me and my business. I'm going to ask you what you like, what are you into and get to know you as well. It's just literally, I try to have a conversation with a person and if they like the product, they like it. Most of the time they're buying it just because of me. I, that's what my partner says. Like, you know, you're the, you're the face of your product. 
you are your product. I try to keep that separate because I want my product to speak for itself. I don't, I don't want to be able to like, you know, have to, you know, gas it up. Oh, you definitely really need this. This is it. But, you know, just take it, dial it back a little bit, encourage self-care and, you know, let the product speak for itself. But I'm definitely going to give you a good time if you're at my event or, you know, checking me out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can attest to that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's totally part of it is like, getting, you know, somebody to like you and then, then trying your product and being like, Oh, this is really good. Like he wasn't just, you know, saying that. Cause that was totally my experience, you know, like, uh, so I think that that's a, that's a good strategy for sure to have, to have both of those pieces. So I also wanted to ask you about like, so you do the vending and you've done like, you know, different shows and stuff like that, but then you've also gotten into locations. How has, how has that been? And what's the process like to get into like a physical location? So it takes me way back to, you know, my first event. It's nerve wracking. You <laughs> literally, once again, trying to convince somebody, hey, like you should buy this. It's really good stuff, but you have to do it in such a business way. Like you can't. Yes, personality is great, but you also have that the paperwork for it. You need your price list, your wholesale pricing. And that was another thing my partner to help me with how to create wholesale pricing. It's a fun thing to look out into the community and be able to say, I believe my product can fit in that store. I believe we share the same vibes and I believe we can make a great connection with this. My first store was Avant-Garde, which is actually down the street from me. It's a holistic wellness center. I came across like their, I want to say they were holding an event and they wanted me to come down and do an event with them. And literally from that meeting, it was like, we have to have this product in a store. How can we do this? I was like, oh my gosh, um, (laughs) I do small batches. How am I going to upgrade again to put this in stores? Because yes, I, you know, out there doing the shows, but they're not a constant turnaround of people coming in, buying and having to restock it. It's like, I bring what I bring. And if you buy it, you buy it. If you don't, hey, it comes back with me. And I try it again at the next show. And then I try to, you know, think about what's selling more. But reaching out to these places is, it's easy. It's easy. You're literally, I send out an email with uh, my price point, a couple of pictures, and ask to set up a meeting with them. And with that, I was able to come up with an idea to, to do signature scents for these shops. So I was like, all right, I have so many scents. Which one would you like? Would you like to do a mix? And it was like, hey, we want to make it special so that they have to come here to buy your product. Here we go. Whatever scent you want to do, let's try to combine that together. We sit down. I bring in like five cents or, you know, something that they're interested in. And we do the mix right then and there. And it was, that's it. That's perfect. Here you go. That's your signature scent for your store. Now let's see how it sells and then, you know, take it from there. Right now, my um, with Gracious Gifts, my products got in there. It was word, word of mouth. The community had my back again. Dimitri, you need to reach out to this lady. She has a shop and I think your products will be great in there. Let her know. You, I sent her over your way and let's see, you know, good luck. I reach out to them, put on my personality. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? And, you know, promote my products. And it's like, yes, we love that. Come on down, set up the meeting. And, you know, like I said, let's see how it's going. The restock is the 
best part about of it all. You're seeing, oh, what's selling? What's not selling? How can I make something even better? With avant-garde, I try to do it seasonally. So I'm going to leave a whole bunch of scents there for that season, see what sells the best. And so I know for the next season, hey, let's try to do more of these so we could have a little bit more of people wanting, you know, that stare. I need to do that there. With them, I did like a crystal candle, which is like a full solstice of the body if you're into the chakras from head to toe and um, with a little bit of extra lavender in there. And they ate it up, ate it up. I just have to, you know, find a way to make it special to these places. Literally, it should sell for itself. You know, we came up with this together. If, like we stated, you know, some sense does better than the others. And that's when we work together and, you know, hey, let's take this out. Let's do a trade out. I do trades outs and let's try this. You already paid for the product. Wholesaling was great. And now I am on to, like I stated, trying to get into more shops. I am working on with um, Gather at Bloom in New Haven on Edgewood Avenue and trying to get some self-care products in there. And like we said, it, you know, let's see where it takes me. The goal is to have my own shop. Definitely for sure. It's this close, this close, you know, coming from not even having the idea of a business to wanting to open up my own shop and do this full time on now. And I'm going to try to do it in Brantford or, you know, wherever's going to be best, wherever's best for me. I'm going to make my way there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's a, uh, what a good idea to have like signature sense for specific shops. Like that's genius to be able to get people into like the specific shops and then yeah having a shop of your own would be really cool too yeah um and yeah you make it sound so easy like from starting to like having your own shop i i'm curious as to like what, what was the most difficult part do you think of of your business um because i think a lot of times people like have really good ideas of something but they think it's like too much of a big task and they never end up getting started like what was the biggest challenge that you had with your business the biggest challenge was definitely the income for your the supplies in the beginning. You're doing this by word of mouth. No one is giving you money for it just yet. You're kind of just trying to get it out there. So that upfront money was definitely one of the hardest things that I had to, you know, come out of my pocket with. I got my taxes and was like, all right, invest in yourself, invest in this business and see where it takes you. You know, most people take their taxes and you know, whatever they do with it. And I was thinking, let's do this. And with the foundation of not having a business, no business background, that's where I kind of messed up. Plan out your buying and sourcing. I had no idea where, where, how to obtain any of this stuff. And I was on Amazon. Everyone was doing Amazon. It's like, you know, I became a Prime member. And whatever was on there, that's what I got. Down the line, I'm realizing I should have did my research and shopped around to different locations to find out which one is going to be the most cost efficient for the business and to be able to allow me to have a return once it starts selling. You know, I don't want to, I came out of my pocket about three grand for the business. That was for everything I bought, probably about. 1400 jars, my labels, new equipment, like my candle melter. I had literally just a one single thing. I was making three candles at a time. That's like really small batch 
type business. So I'm like, how am I going to be able to upgrade this? Got a bigger wax melter, more pores, even my body butter, because I'm like adding more items at this time too. I'm like, what else can I do? What else can I do? It's self-care. Like I got the business going. Let me add this, add this. I shouldn't have added so many things so quick because it costs more to keep trying to replace those items. And yes, I'm doing it on Amazon, which is giving me free shipping, but there was better options out there that was, like I said, more cost efficient. And I got along with, you know, my work my way around Alibaba. If you guys are looking for, you know, big quantity, low amount, Alibaba was the way to go. (laughs) Do your research as first for that as well, because I got um, some supplies actually stuck in customs because I had no idea how to work my way in and around customs. So to this day, it's still there. Mm. I that's lost. (laughs) (laughs) Now I try to, you know, do my research first and um, try to stick with the same businesses. Like I said, it was that having a foundation of how to source your items correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, there's many things that you have to learn as a business owner, especially as, you know, doing everything yourself with no background in business. I was the same way. It's like, there's so many things you have to learn. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way to, you know, learn the lesson, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep going. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the key is like not giving up. Um, so yeah, as we're, we're kind of coming to the end of our time here, I like to ask everybody um, what the word purpose means to them and like to kind of get their own definition of purpose. Cause that's kind of a important word to me. And I know that everybody has their own definition. So how would you define purpose for you? I love this question because it's something that I'm currently, not currently, but within this business, it was to, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? And how can I bring this type of energy out of me? My purpose, I've always felt this purpose is literally something that's true to your heart that you cannot get away from and anything that you do, you will know, you won't even notice it. Like, this is what you're doing. Like my personality comes off naturally, but I feel like my personality is here for a purpose. I have a purpose in this community to continue to share love and strength and joy and be able to lift up anybody just as they lifted up me. And, oh man, no, that's a good one, dude. Like, what is purpose to me? It's, yeah, no, wanting to achieve something that's really dear to you, close into your heart. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I think that was a great definition. Like, yeah, something that like feels true to your heart, and it almost seems like you're not even doing it. Like, like how we, you explained with um, like the selling and being a salesman. It's like you, it's already in your personality, and you don't even like realize that you're making those connections with people. Um, so yeah, no, I love that definition. That's awesome. Um, so, and then, you know, one last question too, like, where can people find you? Where can people look at your products, buy your products? I know you mentioned the locations and I'll put those in the show notes so people can find them, but where can they find you on online? All right. So you can find me on Facebook at Zenith point CC, Instagram Z point. Check out the Instagram is working on it is getting up there. My website is www.zenithpoint.com. No period in the between the Z and the P. And you can also find me on Etsy. I'm on there. Even if you just try Googling Zenith Point, you should be able to find me there as well. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll put a bunch of links for people to find the products. 
And uh, like I said, Moroccan cashmere is my favorite scent. So if you don't, if you don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, no, that one's a great one all year round. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, sharing all your wisdom, Dimitri, and your personality with us and your experiences. I wish you the best in the future and hopefully we'll see you soon at uh, another show. Hey, Jano, thank you for having me. You are doing your purpose. You're slowly coming into your purpose. I was like, it's come, happening at the same time. You're great. I love this little podcasting that you got going on. Well, not little, but like, I love your podcasting that you have going on. And yes, you're coming into, you know, different peoples and trying to find their purpose. But I believe you found your purpose. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. No problem. It means a lot to me. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for listening to Working Towards Our Purpose. If you liked today's episode and are interested in more, you can sign up for my Substack newsletter with the link in the show notes where I share thoughts, tips, and ideas that I'm learning along my journey to help inspire you. The show was produced by Pleasant Podcast at pleasantpodcast.com.